Welcome to my new podcast. This is Linda Goodling with Future Psychology. What a year, right? 2020. A lot of things happened and are still happening in this year. And I really want to talk about this today because we are in a massive change on an individual base and on a global base. And I want to tell you exactly what's going on, why this is happening to us, or why this is happening. I don't really want to say this is happening to us. And what is what we can do, and what we are supposed to do, with all the things that are happening in 2020. Now first, let's look at the very obvious thing. Uh, it's the pandemic. The pandemic of... Uh, COVID-19. So in April, when the numbers were really rising, we had our first lockdown in our country, right? So businesses had to shut down. Um, and we had to self-quarantine, not meet any other people, and so forth and so on. You know it. I don't really have to go into the detail. But I want to tell you something. If you believe that this happened by accident, because it happened on a global scale, didn't it? Then um, I can tell you right now, that's not what's, what's happening. It is never, things never happen by accident on this planet. Um, when we experienced a pandemic or experiencing a pandemic right now, there's a lot of things on an individual and global basis that a lot of things that have to change. And I just want to go really into individual and uh, global things that have to change and why this is going on. So um, with that pandemic, all of a sudden people had to stay home. They had to work from home. Now that created a huge big challenge, right? Be because before we're going to you know, leave in the morning, come back in the evening, cook dinner, you know, maybe check the kids' homework, um, have an hour to ourselves, and we go to bed and sleep. All this changed completely. Our schools closed too. That means that your kids are not taken care for from, you know, like sometime 7.30 in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon. Everything changed. We faced a lot of challenges. And with that said, this pandemic created a lot of individual issues. A pandemic like this, if something like this happens on a global scale, it's not only affecting us as a collective, but it affects us individually. There are some things that we have to look at. You know, I met a lot of people during that time, you know, so most of them not physically, but I met a lot of people. And I had some people who were scared to death. They were f literally freaking out about the pandemic. And I also met people who said, well, you know what, I don't think it's that bad and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty... Uh, um, protected for it or about it, you know, so I'm not worried too much. So you see basically everything from the very 
panic and fear to the other spectrum and everything in between. The same goes for finances. You know, yeah, people lost their jobs and that's really horrible because, you know, we have to pay our mortgages, we have to pay our rents and uh, electricity bills and everything else. And uh, we have to, you know, pay everything so we can live and are not homeless. So what did actually happen when the pandemic hit, so to speak? Our fears and phobias really came to light. Our fears of getting sick, our fears of death, our fears of all the financial issues that we deal on a daily basis, which we suppressed and uh, so much, you know, which we numbed, which we ignored, which we avoided. All those came to light. Now, there's a few things that, that we can talk about, you know, we can talk about finances is, you know, my business took a hit too. Because if people are losing their jobs or if people are afraid they cannot make their payments, they're not going to um, um, go and book consultations with me because they say, well, I have to feed my kids or whatever, right? So I understand that. So my business took a hit too. And what did I do? I got a part-time job. I work in retail right now. It's very interesting. And, and to be very honest with you, for working for a while uh, from home, it's a nice change. I actually have interaction with people and I like what I'm doing. And it's also a very good balance to the work I'm doing here with physiopsychology. But I could have sat home and complained and see my credit card debt rising and see my, my bills not getting paid, or I could have done something. I decided to do something. I got a part-time job. And, and I think what we have to look at when, when something like that happens, you know, yes, people lost their jobs. And maybe they were really good paid jobs. But in order to survive, you know, for a few months, you know, we might have to do something else. We might have to get to get a job which is not paid that much, but there are still a lot, a lot of jobs out there which uh, companies cannot fill. Yes, and maybe it's not that high-paid job, and maybe it's not that uh, great of a job, but hey, you can make money, and you can uh, pay your bills, and at this point, maybe that's what what's really important. So, again, what I'm trying to say is, you know, we are not the victims. Yes, it's very unfortunate that this happened, or I don't even want to say unfortunate. There is a reason why this happened. And the reason is that we have to look at our deepest fears, at our belief systems. And if we speak about finances, I want to mention something else, which is kind of a little bit of mind-boggling to me, but... As far as I understand, uh, the different states, depending on, you know, how hard they were hit with COVID and with all the restrictions, um, offered, you know, there were, I think, laws in place where people were not supposed or didn't have to pay their rent if they were renting. 
and there were mortgage companies who offered uh, to, you know, for a few months that people don't have to pay the mortgage. But, you know, so here's the thing. That's all nice and dandy. But it has to be paid back at some point, right? So, uh, you know, the, the very interesting thing is what I also saw is that people who could have afforded paying their mortgage and paying their rent chose not to because they wanted to get a new TV or they wanted to buy this or they wanted to buy that. Now, what does that tell us? Is that, is that responsible? Because at some point it will hit us. We have to pay it back. They're not going to just give it to us. They're not let us, you know, live rent-free for half a year. It's not going to happen. So where is our common sense? Where's our responsibility our financial responsibility to ourselves, first and foremost. I understand that some people were really hit, and, you know, the only thing I can say is, if you lost your job, get a different one. And if it's not the one that you had, and even if you're not going to get paid as much as before, at least you make some money, and you can pay your bills. So this pandemic really triggered all our fears about finances, all our worries, all our doubts, all our insecurities, um, all those things that we bury so good because if we have a job, we, you know, we're making it and all is good. But now everything is basically questioned. So what I'm trying to say is this pandemic really brought up all those fears and all those uncertainties that we actually have in us. So that's one thing that this pandemic did. On the other thing, this pandemic also brought out the best in people. You know, for example, the people who are really trying to help other people. And there are lots of people who did a fantastic community work who, um, uh, you know, all the people who helped, for example, when the Oregon wildfires were, which is not that far away from where I live, all the people who, um, you know, donated all kinds of goods for those people. It, there were so many donations that they couldn't take any more on. Now that's something else that happened. So you see, it brings the best and the worst out of it, out of us. If we look at the issue of people you know, I don't know how to say different or freaking out because of the pandemic. They are so scared they get sick and they're so scared they're going to die. Those are not natural fears, no matter how, you know, this was pushed up by the media and social media. It is not normal to overreact, you know, and say, oh, my God, you know, we're all going to die and I'm going to get sick and then. Um, all those other implications that come afterwards. Those are fears that are within us individually. And then, of course, because we're all connected, also collectively. So we got to look at those. Because, as you know, any kind of fear is really creating a lot of disruption in our energy field. It's a lower vibration. It lowers our vibration individually and collectively. And that, if we have a low vibration, actually creates the lowering of our, you know, the way our physical body works. And at this point, you know, it would basically, to make a long story short, lower our immune system. 
And I'm not saying it's easy or that you have to stay positive because staying positive can actually trigger everything unconsciously, which is negative. So, um, no, I'm not saying stay positive. I'm saying stay neutral. You know, don't feed into those sensational news because the, the problem is that our news are telling us that we have so and so many million cases in the United States. They're not telling us how many actual cases we have. They're telling us the total numbers. They're not telling us how many are recovered because most of the people have recovered. They're not telling us. It's the idea that the news have to be bad so they can make their numbers. That's not... That's what I hope is going to change too. I hope that we are going to go into that change that maybe we can make news which are incredibly positive and people are really excited about this instead of just hammering us with negative news. Because you can put numbers in any way you want. You can make them look more positive if you want to, or you can keep uh, making the doomsday uh, the doomsday uh, uh, predictions. It's really, it really depends on how we look at this whole thing. And what I'm trying to say is, with every little thing that came up in 2020, we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at our fears, at our belief systems. Um, to not get constantly thrown off balance. Another big thing that influences everyone who has children is the school closures. So far, your kids were taken care for from, I don't know, sometime seven, between seven and eight in the morning to three, three thirty or even four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that didn't work anymore. That changed. And what also changed is the responsibility uh, of your children making progress at school. That changed. Maybe it's time for all of us who have children who are still going to school, you know, like younger children, to check if we put responsibility of our children's success completely onto teachers. Because it's really not 100% their responsibility. It's our responsibility as parents too. Did we check in with, your ch with our children? Did we check in that they do, did their homework? Did we check in and figure out if they know what kind of homework they did? That's something that we have to ask ourselves. And with the pandemic also... It brings out everything that was kind of covered up before with our busy lives, right? So before, you know, imagine you have a family, two kids, two parents, both parents working, kids going to school. So they only saw each other a few days, a few hours a day. Parents were basically working, uh, both uh, had their own careers, kids went to school, and all is okay because you see each other only for a few hours. If the kids don't have good grades, you tell them they better get their stuff together and have better grades or whatever. 
But now things are different. Now we are with our kids. We work from home. And all the things that were not visual before because we were too busy to acknowledge that there might be a problem. Now they're right in our face. Now that's something we should consider too. And not say, oh, we need to get our kids back to school. Yeah, I, to I totally agree that online school for specifically younger kids is just not working. I understand that. But the point is, what are we teaching our children? When are we teaching our children to be responsible with their schoolwork? And actually, why do, why, why do, they even, do they even know why they should go to school? Why is it important to learn something? Why is it important to know math or, or science or, you know, to be able to write coherently? Why is it important to learn about the world? I mean, those are all questions that we can ask ourselves because it is right in our face. This is what, what, what the pandemic did. It put things that were covered up before because we had so busy lives. It put them right in our face. And it put them right in our face not to get mad and angry, but to look at it and then figure out, okay, something is off here, so we got to make some changes. That's what I'm talking about, all the changes that we have to make on an individual and on a global scale. And then let's look at our political situation, specifically here in the United States. When... Was it ever okay to call each other's names? To be condescending to your political opponent? When was that ever okay? It's a daily thing now. We lost decency. We lost respect for each other. That's what happened on a political stage. It feels like that it doesn't matter if a law would be good or bad. I'm just going to oppose it because I'm from the other party. You know what? When Before the elections, I got a lot of um, uh, mail from both opponents here in, in Washington. And, and I saw a lot of, uh, if you watch the local news, you see a lot of uh, advertisement about your... Um, opponents for, you know, Senate or, or the House or whatever. So your representatives. And I was so disgusted because they did not talk about themselves. They didn't talk about, hey, if I'm going to, uh, if you're going to elect me, I will stand for A, B, C, D. No. What they were doing is they were throwing dirt on the other ones. They spent two minutes TV time to throw dirt at someone else. And that's what's, what, is, what was happening this year. That's not how I understand politics. Politics should be, okay, we have different opinions. Now let's exchange those opinions and let's try to find the best solution. We are way, way far off from this way far off. There is no decency that it's okay to throw dirt at somebody else. It's okay 
that you call them names. It's okay that you act condescending. It's okay to be completely disrespectful. What has happened? I'm going to tell you what has happened. We all fed into that um, anger and rage and putting other people down. That's what happened. And for some people, because they don't respect themselves, they may have never get respected by their parents or teachers or whatever it is. And then they can leash out on other people. It feels good, doesn't it? Now that's what we have to look to because that has to change. It has to change big time because that's not a way how we as humans should interact with each other, period. All the racism that came up. What makes anybody think because they have a different, a specific color of their skin that they are better than others? Excuse me? We're all humans. There's no respect for other people. There's no respect for other uh, people's opinions. There's no respect at all for ourselves and for each other. Now that has to change. And that came out all year and specifically before the election and during the election. It came out. People chose decency. That doesn't mean that everything is great now. Don't be fooled. We still deal with a lot, a lot of old energy, energy that, um, well, it worked that long, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. But we all need to change. And we can. It starts with each and every one of us. We have to look into ourselves and say, hey, is that the way I want to be treated? If that's not the way I want to be treated, how dare I treat somebody else like this? Because if I treat other people like that, trust me, it's going to come back to you. And faster as you think, because uh, things are speeding up here on this planet. Energy-wise, we're all speeding up. So if we talk about karma, you know, karma is what um, goes around, comes around, right? It's going, to be, it's going to hit you back or hit us back way faster than it ever did before because we all collectively we are raising our vibration yeah and it looks like it's not happening or it's not happening fast enough but trust me it's happening you can really feel it you can perceive the energy and there is so much change and every change is preceded by a lot of chaos and if you think about it, it has to be. Because if we are in a comfortable spot, we are not going to change. If everything is good, there's no need to change, right? If we're comfortable, if we have a job, we make our money, our kids go to school, we have a relationship. That nothing is questioned, questioned at this point. But now, everything is questioned, and that should show you 
that this pandemic and the election and everything that was preceding the election is not coming to us by accident. It's something that needed to happen so we can make the actual needed, so long needed change on an individual base. And, and then if we individually change, the collective is going to change automatically. For a lot of people, they also might be questioning their relationships. Because, like I said before, in our busy lives, you know, we only saw us a few, uh, a few hours a day and it was all okay. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. It was manageable. But now, since we, a lot of us are working from home, things have changed quite a bit. And I'm not saying that if your relationship seems to be strained right now that you uh, should get separate ways. No, no, no. But look at what this tells you. Look at the issues. Maybe those issues were suppressed. Maybe those issues you were trying to, um, um, you know, shut them down or numb them or whatever you did and not look at those issues. Just avoid looking at the issues. And now they're right in our faces. That's what happened with the pandemic and the election and everything around that. That's what happened. And we have to look, of course, at what our government does when we get in lockdown. Just to give you uh, an example, what happened in Germany when they had a lockdown, I think that a lockdown, the first lockdown in April or something was for four weeks, everybody got paid their regular wages for the whole time. So they didn't have to struggle to pay their rents or pay their mortgages. Everybody got paid because the government said, we, uh, if we tell you to stay home, we have to make sure that, that you can still survive, right? What did our government do? We got one check. And that one check should last us from April until now. Now, we have to look at this too, okay? And I'm not saying because it was this party or because it was that party, that's what happened. So where is our government even connected to the people? Are they so far away that, do not, that they do not understand what we are dealing with? on a regular basis, on a daily basis? Are they so far away from us that they don't understand what we are struggling with? Because they get paid no matter what, right? And they get paid pretty good. And they get paid a lot of money for just opposing the other party. Now, this is what has to change. It has to change. Our whole Government system has to change. And I tell you something, we can make that change. It is always on us to make the change. If enough people say enough, and I'm not talking about, you know, violence, but if enough people say enough, things are going to change. And despite what everyone says, I'm going to give you this advice. And it's really advice that I want to give you. I normally don't give advice, but this is what I can tell you. First and foremost, take care 
for yourself. This is the most important thing. Because if you don't take care for yourself, if you think you have to take care for everyone else and not yourself, how can you even help other people if you are depleted? If you are completely depleted of your energy? You can't, actually. So take care for yourself. Look at your life. Look at what is bothering you, what's coming up, what are you dealing with, what is frustrating you, because this is not by accident. This is meant to come up so you can look at it and fix it because you have every ability to fix it. If you have issues with your relationship, look at it. Fix it. If you have issues with finances, then look at your deep-seated fears about finances. Look at maybe you believe you don't deserve better. Maybe you believe... Uh, that there's only a limited amount of wealth and prosperity on this planet, which is absolutely not true. So if you have any of those um, fears, then look at those. And if you feel that there is more to that, like there is some karma or anything like that, you can always book a session with me. Because I'd be happy to delete all that. Because we need collectively and individually raise our vibration so we can make the necessary changes. They are so overdue. We need to make those changes because we need to go back to kindness. Kindness is so important. And me working in retail and having two kids who go to school and um, working both in retail part-time, I can tell you, this is not, <laughs> this is not, for sometimes it's not fun to do because people are cranky. People are mean. People are mean to other people. And it's sometimes really ridiculous. What we need to start doing again is respecting ourselves, respecting others, and being kind. There's no kindness right now. Or not enough, let's put it this way. So, take care for yourself. If things come up that bother you, it's not by accident. They need to come up so you can look at them and change. And change is always coming from ourselves. If we face a situation which doesn't, is not good for us, which, you know, aggravates us or frustrates us, irritates us, makes us angry, we need to look at ourselves. I can tell you one thing on a personal note. I corrected so much stuff on myself lately, the last few weeks. I was triggered by things that happened in, during the election, before the election, when I started uh, my part-time job. I was triggered so much, and I corrected and corrected and corrected, and things are getting better. And I still have a ton of correcting to do on myself, I know. So... If something is bothering you and it seems like that's outside of you, it never is. It has always to do with you because your energetic vibration 
basically send something out and you get it back. So it has always to do with you. Take care for yourself. Respect yourself. Whatever comes up, look at it. Because it has to do with you. If you take the responsibility and say it has to do with you, you already did the hardest first step. You took responsibility. That's all we got to do. And then we can make the necessary changes. If we stop being victims and we stop pointing fingers and actually really look at ourselves, why is something bothering us? Why is something triggering us? Then we really make a change. And the more people who, who make changes within themselves will actually make the change in the collective. The more people will do that, the more the collective will change. So with this said, thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you have any questions, as usual, you can um, send me an email to lynda.goodling22 at gmail.com. You can visit my website at lindagoodling.com and leave a comment there. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook is Linda Goodling Physiology, Physiopsychology, sorry. Uh, and you can uh, direct message me there. Again, thank you for listening and make the change. <laughs>